So you want to watch a Connery film? You should have specified which brother. Commence the sequence. Sin? What's all this about sin? Beethoven? This guy's a musical moron. It's the theme song for OK Connery. <clears throat> Are you talking about the background song? Have you ever heard Morricone before? So you're keen on music. Alright, turn it up. Welcome to the James Bond Complex. My name is Matt. I'm Edgar. And I'm Emery. And together we are, well, three, three fourths of the James Bond Complex, as one of us has a decent idea to skip this recording. Mm. <laughs> I wonder why you're saying that, Matt. Is it because <laughs> it's, our, it's our annual April Fool's Day episode. Yeah. And you know what it means? <laughs> it means we're. We're subjecting ourselves to something tangentially bond theme and uh, <laughs> sharing our, our experiments with, with our listeners. It's all well, in many ways. It's quite intimately related to Bond. Quite intimately. Yeah, yeah. it's it's even more so than last year's uh, Spice World. Oh yeah, uh, it, episode. It's, it's, <laughs> it is. It, it is. Uh, you, you might say it has a, a family link uh, to the Bond franchise. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and more so than my suggestion, which was uh, a League of Their Own, which only featured Madonna and Hans Zimmer doing the score. So I think this one's oh, a little uh, more on the by, nose. By the way, we are the James Bond. Complex. We cover everything from flaming to film and everything in between, and mm. yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> this Uh-oh. is uh, yeah. This is everything in between, and there's uh-huh. you know the stuff that's you know um, in the winter. You leave your garbage bin outside, and when it starts, mm-hmm. the, the snow that starts to melt, and there's mm-hmm. crud under the garbage Ugh, bin. I hate that. I hate that's that. what we're covering right now. It's it's something that's. Uh, I've heard about in the past. I've never felt the urge to uh, watch it. Uh, but it's mm. only this year, as we were discussing ideas, what we should do. And it's very late. Well, what is it right now? It's the 23rd. This episode comes out on the 1st of April. So mm. it's, a, it's a very short turnaround. And uh, yeah, that, this, this is the idea that, mm. you know, I thought it was the fu- person I thought it was the funniest. Uh, I didn't know what mm. to expect. Uh, have any of you watched uh, <clears throat> Operation Kid Brother, aka OK Connery, before? 
Before this recording, absolutely not. And after this recording, absolutely not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is a one-time deal. Just like my wife said, for Diamonds Are Forever, this is a one-time deal. Did you watch it with your wife? No, 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 no. I didn't even watch it in one sitting. I couldn't watch it in one sitting. Oh, I, I neither could I. I think neither of yeah. us, uh, none of us watch it in one you sitting. You need that marriage to remain intact, for heaven's sake. I, I can't, I can't subject her to this now. There's, I mean, there's other spoofs that, you know, work out. You know, she's watched most of the seasons of Archer with me without, without a problem, but... Let me ask you guys this, though, just, just to get the ball rolling. And it's a little little uh, opinion poll because because we're talking about OK Connery this year. And, and it was uh, two or three, three years ago at this point, we did Casino Royale 67, which also has a rather, rather horrid reputation. If you have to watch one of those two tonight, which one would you watch, Matt? It's <sighs> a good question, actually. I'm not going to lie. There are things it's a I devilishly actually, good question I, I actually liked in the okay economy operation kid brother it's just that that movie goes on for so long it has <laughs> a plot that you can sort of follow uh there aren't that many mm-hmm. jokes though but at least the one that i laughed out loud at um is actually on the background image that none of our listeners mm-hmm. Can see, but no. when we get to it, we'll, 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 I think Edgar, Edgar and I uh, had a, quite the reaction of that scene. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's the funniest joke in the movie, and I don't think it's meant to be a joke. It's it's a mm. Archer moment, uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to say this uh, compared to Casino Royale '67 because Casino Royale '67 is incoherent and a little bit incompetent. Mm. Uh, okay, in a so... way that's not mm-hmm. pleasant to watch. This is I see. As a like sort as a plot, you can follow even though it sucks, you know. And uh, I don't like how many sittings. How many sittings? Two. Two. Okay. Uh, Emery. Uh, I would probably agree with Matt in saying that I would rather watch this movie from beginning to end in one sitting Mm. than attempt to watch Casino Royale '67 again in one sitting, because. Not that, uh, how can I say this? They both suck. <laughs> they're, they're both bad. They're both not oh, funny. Oh, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't find either of them funny. Are there better actors and better performances in Casino Royale 67? Maybe. But the whole movie is so incoherent and so mm. badly done right. that this one, this one feels, it is badly done, but it feels like it's not badly done on purpose. Or mm, it's it's right. it's it's a consequence uh, of many things that happen to be make it bad. Or I, I don't know what their point. Like they say it's a spoof, but I don't I don't get the I don't see where the comedy is. Like I don't get the jokes. There's <laughs> the, the one joke. There are I'll no say jokes. this. I'll say this: the biggest joke of this movie is that they chose Neil Connery because he sounded exactly like Sean Connery. He does, and it's, then it's they, not his voice. It's not. His I voice. know it's a, but that this is my point. This the joke is it's not his voice. But they said in the mm. beginning when they said they, they interviewed, they said the reason no. we wanted Neil Connery is because he sounds exactly like Sean, and we want him to be in the movie because he sounds exactly like his brother. And then they just overdubbed him with some American. Oh, I didn't know that, but he looked <laughs> like his brother too. That, that was a... kind of fun that he looked like his brother. I was like, oh, it's if you <laughs> squint enough, though. it's almost like a Bond movie. If you squint a little bit, like, 
you squint, yeah, where and where a great contact lens is. Now, You're I do have a bit of an drunk. issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead, Edgar. What's your issue? <laughs> uh, well, my issue is that, look, I, I'm more than happy to spend, you know, some time talking about the film with you guys. The problem is I, I finished it a few days ago at the time of this recording, and I've completely <laughs> forgotten the entire plot. So, Seriously, I mean, even even I, as I've, it's... Uh, it's evaporating it. I don't want it to what stay are we gonna in do? my mind. And, and I, a bigger problem. There's a bigger problem uh, this week. I forgot to write a plot synopsis. So I don't know what oh. we're going to do. You I didn't got write... you covered. Oh, you I got oh. you covered. I took it upon myself to take your notes that you sent me, Edgar, and completely ignore them and wrote my own plot synopsis. <laughs> well done. Well, well done. Because you're, I, if, if just before I get into the plot synopsis, I'm trying to bring mm. up your notes because you gave mm. me not very many notes in regards to to like and, well, and, i mean i right. was gonna write it and, and so you know they were for me I just, <laughs> so i want to know how you i i was very curious how your plot synopsis would have gone but um I okay comma connery after a bad joke <laughs> i i get the jokes anyway well, we'll we'll get to that later so my my plot synopsis to get into really or the the plot synopsis what we're actually getting into what is this movie what is okay connery what is operation kid brother so a British secret agent is killed right in front of the eyes of his colleague in some sort of strange plane accident. His lover, whom was previously badly injured and under the care of renowned plastic surgeon and hypnotist Dr. Neil Connery, is kidnapped by a criminal organization known as Thanos or something, led by Mr. Thayer. Maya, his right-hand woman, provides the distraction to pull it all off. Despite his American accent, he's really Scottish and also a master archer, taking part in a competition in Monaco at the same time as he was caring for his Japanese patient. He's accosted by Commander Cunningham to save the girl, being held captive in Spain. After successfully rescuing the girl dressed as hillbilly farmers, she reveals to Dr. Connery Thanosis's real objective building a super huge magnet, which apparently needs some other MacGuffin that Maya and a gang of cat ladies steal. Hmm. Dr. Connery and the British Secret Service make their way to Morocco as building a giant radioactive magnet is best done by the blind and Morocco happens to have a visually impaired staffed carpet manufacturer. He meets Thayer again at a fancy party to drink champagne in very tiny shot glasses. That's when we discover there's also a subplot. Thayer, a.k.a. Beta, intends to also double-cross his boss, Alpha. Dr. Connery warns Maya, leader of the feline impersonators working for Thayer, that her life is in danger. Dr. Connery infiltrates the rug factory and frees the workers, but during the revolt, he's discovered by Thayer. Dr. Connery is forced to perform surgery on a man transforming him into a doppelganger of their leader, Alpha. But instead, Connery uses the power of hypnosis to command the man to attack Thayer. <laughs> Thayer subdues his attacker, his attacker amidst a rebellion on his ship as his female crew attack the men. Thayer escapes, only to meet his doom at the hands of Alpha, who poisons him. Except it was a double, double cross, and the statue Thayer purchased at the start of the film hit a hidden blade that fires out into Alpha's torso. Dr. Connery follows Thayer and company to Munich 
and sends back home for his old archery buddies to join him. Dr. Connery and Maya follow the radioactivity of the highway to the castle that Thayer is hiding in. After Dr. Connery is captured, Maya doubles back to collect the archers and attack against Thanatost. Their bow and arrows are the only weapon usable while the super magnet is in function. Thayer's weapon is disarmed and the base is destroyed. They go on the cruise. end. The end. And that probably could have been a 45 minute TV episode and not a hour and oh, I, that's 40 minute my, movie. My main complaint about that movie is that, you know, there's so much filler. Movie starts where <laughs> there's like seven minutes of girls dress in what <laughs> I can only describe as sex, you know, sexy marshmallow men. Sexy cosplay from the Ghostbusters, you know, the Stay Puff Marshmallow. That's what mm. they remind me with the little hat and the colors. Mm. I'm like, oh, those are sexy Stay Puff Marshmallow cosplayers. <laughs> you know, the girls do sexy Freddy, sexy Jason, sexy Marshmallow Man. So that's what yeah, we're yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. Sure, that's yeah. what Ivan Reitman was thinking of when he was writing the Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's, it's a known fact. That's what I, we need. Harold <laughs> Ramis said, oh, we don't want we need those girls, their outfit in OK Connery. You know, we need to put that on a marshmallow. I saw this Connery movie last week, guys. It gave me some ideas. <laughs> what Connery movie? <laughs> Not Sean, but Neil. Yeah. What, what, there's, there's a lot of things that was first of all what i'm trying to figure out with this movie was it theatrically released in italy in italian and then dubbed in english or was it always english and then because I'm, I'm there's, there's so many the, things wrong with it the wikipedia, wikipedia page because because yeah wikipedia page is the best source of knowledge in the universe it says uh, <laughs> language italian right what I don't I understand think... is that they didn't use the audio of anyone in this movie. Oh, but that's what they used to do in the in Italian the sixties, like the uh, what's it, the, the good, the bad, the ugly. All those lonely movies mm-hmm. they shot without mm-hmm. sound and redub the picture entirely after. So it's it was a common thing, mm-hmm. you know. In um, what's the movie with uh, Quentin Tarantino that did a couple like two three years ago? Um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, the movies that uh, at one point uh, DiCaprio goes to Italy to make some some Italian movies. That's pretty much O.K. Connery that he's doing back there. <laughs> I wasn't aware that that's that's that was a thing. Like because it's I understand like in other Bond movies where Goldfinger they had to dub Gert Fro because you just couldn't understand mm-hmm. them, so they dubbed him. <laughs> no. uh, or like you know some of the women they didn't understand, so they just got the same woman to dub like. 30 bond women over the you yeah. know mm. course of 10 years that i can understand but you, you don't think they, they, they have an entire like international cast it's it's it, it was not it, you know a lot of mov- movies back then they, they were made like they, they don't have like it saves time cost and time to to, yeah. to just record the sound after so that's why it's uh but you can see some actors are much better at looping themselves because some of the the british well, actors yeah doubt themselves and you can see who's better like bernard is a professional he dubs himself perfectly Magic. but anthony dawson and i would say that anthony dawson doesn't necessarily do a great job because no, you doesn't. can't tell that he's he's english you you could assume that he could be if you had told me that guy's german i'm like yep yeah. 
he's dubbed by someone else. That's not his real voice. I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I thought the guy we dubbed, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Adolfo Stelli. I, I think it's the guy. I'm not sure. Like I couldn't confirm that, but at time it re- he really sounds like Goldfinger to me without the accent, but the cadence, the, 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 the mm-hmm. tone of the voice. I have no proof of that, and I know none of us will rewatch the movie. So, uh, <laughs> the, the voice, uh, like when you made that comment uh, in the chat, the voice does sound familiar. Um, I'm not sure it's Goldfinger, but it, it does sound familiar from. Yeah. I would have said Blofeld from Honor Majesty's Secret Service sounds like a little bit, but I don't know if Telly Savalas was. No, was dubbed, okay, so. Telly Savalas didn't dub. Shit, man, sorry, cursing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do that, um, but it, it, you know it's it's cool to see all those Bond alumni back. I, I thought D- Daniela mm. Bianchi looks way way hotter in this movie than mm. she did in From Russia with Love. I don't want to be sacrilegious yeah. to her Bond audience, but wow, man! Uh, I like uh, yeah. Four years later, so she did age gracefully, and I, I think that Lois Maxwell actually looks better in this movie than she does in in a lot of Bond movies. And she she, she she's different. She's not Miss Money Penny. She's more confident and more a little bit sexy. Uh, mm. There's there, there's this comic that you know. Let's see if I can pull it out. Uh, now I don't remember That's the what title. She said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Walked right into That's, that. That's phrasing. Are we not doing phrasing? Velvet. It's called Velvet, and it's sort of a comic that takes the point of view of uh, Miss Money Penny character. And you know, you could probably cut a mini teaser trailer of a like Miss Money Penny from the '60s hmm. using a lot of clips from that movie because she uses a gun. She's a little bit sneaky. Yeah. And it was cool to see her in a more uh, action-y role. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I was having a, quite a lot of fun each time that, oh, it's Lace Maxwell. Yay! Mm. Who plays Miss Maxwell, I think? Yeah, exactly. They are, they're they're, they're very creative much. with their, their characters. <laughs> who's, who's Neil Connery? He's playing Neil Connery. Dr. Dr. Neil Connery. Neil Connery. Renowned plastic surgeon and <laughs> hypnotist using the power of total recall. Mm, love <laughs> yeah, you love, love this movie. You love uh, it. It, mm. it doesn't translate because mm. you can't see me uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought Anthony Dawson was the, uh, I, I, I thought it was great in this movie, even though uh, he's, he's not in it a lot. He's the best Blofeld we never had because they used them. <laughs> Uh, a lot of times, body double, yeah, yeah, as a do- body double. But I thought he had more, much more commanding presence than he does in Doctor No. A little bit uh, more. Po- he, he, he looked and sounded more powerful than mm. sneaky, sort of treacherous Professor Dent. I, I, I thought it was great. Uh, and and also, Sally is remaking Thunderball. <laughs> he spends a lot of time on a boat, surrounded by beautiful women. <laughs> yeah, and he could, he could, you know, you could just start very different than what his other roles were. But, I mean, but bad. That this is uh, my my synopsis of, of this movie. Well, they they've just stolen like all of the the previous Bond movies that had come out to to that point. They've just stolen little bits of the plot and little elements. Like there's there's a there's. <laughs> Maybe not Goldfinger, but there's kind of little elements of, of other movies that are in there. Oh, Maya is, is Pussy Galore. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That, that, mm-hmm. that, that's the gold singer reference I was thinking of. Uh, you know, there's there's a Japanese girl. Well, that's you only mm-hmm. live twice, which coincidentally came out the same year. Mm-hmm. She was actually, who dies halfway know. through when Connery doesn't care. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's my favorite moment of the film. I laugh my ass off when she. You know, they, they they go through all this struggle to save her. She, you know, he gets the data that just... he needs from her, <laughs> and she just gets shot, and he doesn't react. The another girl shot her, uh, shot the what's her name, uh, Yashuko, she, and then the girl that shot Yashuko gets killed, and Connery mm-hmm. and the guy that shot the, the assassin, the female assassin, are looking at each other and having this discussion, <laughs> not reacting at the two bodies on on the ground, and it's right out of Archer, and they, 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 like, yeah. they, they continue and just like let me step over those yeah. two corpses and we can go mm-hmm. our way. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. <laughs> Nobody cares. Those two women, one that was like um, uh, like the MacGuffin that we're chasing for the first half of the movie. Nobody cares. She's dead. Eh, meh. I'll get another it was, one. It was there that they cut to like this, this scene on this road where they, they, where they, they pull over and then it's all these women and they steal something off the other boat oh or the other God. car. Yeah. Useless. Useless. We don't know what they stole. We don't know what they used it for. They just stopped. They all turned into cats and then they made this mm. whole like casino mobile and drove away. And it was like, mm. and then you'd see nothing of it after. There's no reference mm. made to it. Is, no, is that somebody wanted to shoot girls in like a moving casino thing and they shot it? And that actually has a bit of a Casino Round 67 vibe where it's oh, like it a does. lot of it hot does. girls yeah. dressed scandally. And they shot a scene that's like oh, kind of cute and funny, and but nothing really happens, and that, which is a recurring problem with Casino Royale '67. So it's sort of interesting that this film is a is this a 1967? Yeah, '67. This is this is at the pinnacle of you know if you really think back to it, if you really think back to it, like this is the last Bond movie that we got with Sean Connery before he came back for diamonds he this was the last one he didn't want to do it also again. the last bond movie we got with neil connery <laughs> <laughs> but sean had felt so harassed by the media and he wasn't he felt he wasn't getting his fair shake and then his brother double crosses him and makes this movie and then mm. they make another spoof all in the same mm. year as his last yeah. movie comes out i mean that must have been the what was the straw that broke the camel's back was it casino royale 67 being just <laughs> absolutely horrid or was it his brother double crossing him i, I mean think the, deal... the, the people taking pictures of his dick in the bathroom that that broke him <laughs> but i mean that that's an irritant like you know <laughs> original dick that's, that's an, an irritant. irritant for you that's um, an irritant you know if i'm if i'm a superstar and like you know just just weed me alone like i'm right. Yeah, exactly. But like at the same time, like you get, and then then like you know you get your call from your brother, Sean. Uh, I'm I'm going to do this movie in Italy, and uh, it's going to be uh, just like your movies, and we're going to use all the actors in all your movies, and we're going to do this. It's going to cost like a million dollars, and I'm going to make so much money. I probably said you- good for you, Neil, and because uh, Lois Maxwell <laughs> said that she got paid more on this movie than she did for the entire first like mm. five or six movies actually they paid her an, an enormous amount of money so good on them like i've mm. no issue with them making a spoof getting sean connery's brother to make a movie make some money on, on his name alone good for you man if you if you can get paid good for you but lois maxwell and bernard we 
kept on with the franchise afterwards. If they had tried to pull that stuff today, like if Naomi Harris and, and Ralph Fiennes and, and, and all them had done a spoof yeah, of 007 that came out in 2021 or say 2015, to be fair, to keep it within the continuity of when they were still making movies or 2012 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Trust me, they would not be coming back. That would yeah, be but the end of the line. Barbara yeah, would have said, "Bye." Hey, you know what? It's like probably on their in their contract. It's kind of like uh, the no tuxedo if uh, in a non bond movie. It's probably in their contract that it can't be. It was simpler movie. times. Yeah, a, it was simpler times, but at the same time, like at knowing the kind of reactions and knowing the kind of people that that Cubby and and Harry Saltzman were like, did you you let these people back after making that crap? <laughs> Hey, it's a, they, they came back. I mean, they were... They, 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 they came were back, bu- but they let them come back. Yeah, but they were a bud. They're all buddies together. So, I, you know, they probably just... You know what? Did you make some money? Did you have a good time? Hey, I was in Tally for two weeks. Good. We're you shooting the whole two weeks to make this movie? <laughs> two days. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm no, pretty they, sure what was Maxwell and Bernard Lee's, you know, contribution to this movie was like, okay, we've got three days. Um, the first day is just going to be here's your lines, learn, learn them for tomorrow. <laughs> here's some tortellini, the, the airport's that way. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, good. But, you know, speaking of Neil Connery, because you can't, you know, can't really discuss his perfor- performance because half of it is dub. Like uh, it's it's mostly, at, but you know, you said oh, he doesn't look like, no, it's, I, I think he does look fairly like his brother. He could be his stunt double very easily. I think he's he has more than a like he has the same bone structure. He has you know he looks good in a suit, uh, and when he's fighting, he has the same sort of uh, I, Scottish. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fish. Yeah, you, I, you I don't. Know, I find he's got horrible posture. I find that he's he's a lot lankier, and I think that he's he looks like Sean Connery went on a diet, a bad diet, and was <laughs> was was was. was you know, preparing to play Sigmund Freud. I mean, that was that's what what yeah, Neil Connery the, the, looks the, like. Not the a beard. Fan of the, the, uh, the beard. Oddly enough, Connery adopted the beard later on in his career. But that I, I was mm. not. You know, when they they make a joke like, "Oh, we could shave his beard and look perfectly like his brother," I'm like, "Yeah, shave his beard." It's it's yeah, it, yeah. He looks like the 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 the, the Colonel uh, Kentucky Colonel uh, yeah, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I can't I can't and then there was there was that other there's that other girl who's at the beginning of the movie and she's like in the first half of the movie who's always like she's always on her all fours. Like I didn't get was that supposed to be a joke? Oh, uh, yeah, it there were there were a lot of uh oh that's supposed to be a joke. I I'm supposed to laugh. It's not funny. I, I didn't get it at all. I was like what? and then and then and then like okay, but I thought maybe she's the one like okay, this makes sense if she's in it at the beginning and she's kind of like this dummy, but maybe she will eventually you know, lead them to the bad guys, or she'll be she'll be a plot device. But mm. No, she just disappears. Like we see her on all fours, and then she's gone. Like we don't see and, her and again. It's not like you see her five or six times, and it's it's never funny, and it just it's it's annoying. Nothing is funny in this movie. I'll except, be, except 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 her death scene is is pretty funny. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, she goes that scene, and and Connor's reaction is the funniest thing in this movie. It's it's right out of Archer. I laughed at the kitty cat scene, like the the, the pussy galore knockoff 
flying mm. circus, whatever scene. I, I laughed a little bit like that. I'm like, this is fucking okay. ridiculous. Excuse the language. Sorry, I'm mean, trying to keep this PG, but I'm I, not editing this. Not it. Not it. Not it. <laughs> I can't justify this movie. I can't say to anyone, this is this is like in French we would say ça manque à ta culture. It does. No, this, no, this, no, no. There's it, nothing. Not, no, not, you there's don't nothing. need to see this. <laughs> you know, you could if if somebody were to do a super cut of. Just the moments where you got Bond alumni in, in, in the movie, you know, mm. just the scenes with uh, Daniel Bianchi, Adolfo Sully. And Adolfo Sully is in quite a little movie, so you know the best ones, which are yeah. probably not a lot, but Bernard Lee is good, uh, Lois Maxwell is good. And that scene where Yoshuko gets <laughs> killed. Right. Well, let's say you could get a movie. good five or seven, five minutes of <laughs> demo reel. Okay, Connery, super cut. <laughs> can't wait <laughs> it's it's it would if you cut it down to 44 minutes and then with commercials and stuff yeah it would be like oh, 45 show. you know it's, that i fully agree that you know the shorter the better there's they were too they're stretching there's they, there's so much b-roll the first five seven minutes is just b-roll there's always like yeah b-roll or, or scenes that add nothing to the plot and jokes that are not jokes that are being repeated it's 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 it's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how much money it made, but it can't have been much. And it's, oh, God, <laughs> I, you know, it's probably, a, you know, it came out in Italy. Oh, it came out in November in the States. I was going to say in the summer, you know, you, you, you at a drive in, but in, 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 in November. But it wasn't competing in the box office against like, you know, other like were you really coming into the theaters and saying okay well i can watch you only live twice i can watch casino royale or i can watch okay connery (laughs) all the same price you have the choice between the three yeah but the (laughs) i mean they're not stealing the box office no but i'm I'm, you know back back then they they, they didn't have the major releases that we have today where like uh, there's like no. 16 copies of uh, Spider-Man, whatever, or Batman, whatever, at all the theaters. No, it's all digital. I remember like the theater where I was working, they were stretching the same film all f- across like five or six theater to, just to play <laughs> yeah. freaking Spider-Man. And they, they were filling those auditoriums. Uh, I don't see the same thing happen, happening with Lucky Con. They probably had 10 copies in the States circulating through markets oh see the new economy movie i mean what markets i mean it was played in what maybe new york los angeles yeah that's about it uh hang on i've got the wikipedia page out here another like big name that was attached to this movie was was inyo morricone which is Mm. big composer and i've loved a lot of his other work that he's associated with that film (laughs) yeah because it's his 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 score is garbage it's it's not a good score but it's two there there are two guys so i don't know how much he did uh yeah there were two but inyo morricone is is he's well known i mean he must have you know put his touch in there somewhere but anyway I'm trying to look a little bit earlier in his career though not that's that's after the dollars trilogy i think or right in the middle of it yeah maybe in the middle of it if i'm looking at inio what he i think he worked predominantly in italy earlier in his career so i guess he didn't really have to go very far or anything like that probably might have even recorded in the same studio i i don't know I'm, i'm just guesstimating here but i'm sure it was an easy job for him he started in 
Oh, hang on. <laughs> there's, there's also the fact that the same theme keeps on repeating. So he probably, oh, it didn't God. sound like it, it. He wrote. Oh, they didn't much do much. Anyway. Oh no, yeah, they didn't no, do the, much. He did like five minutes. Let me do this. Oh, he started in '46. So he did. He started movies and stuff. Composing for radio started in in the '50s. Uh, he had a jazz band in '56. So he's he'd been pretty much well established in in Italian cinema at the time before he made the jump to. You know the more Hollywood stuff that he did later on for the the, the westerns that he that you know he did all, for a while. Those are all Italian movies. Yeah, but I mean, like you, you, I mean, there's that's what he's known for is, is you know those those soundtracks. This one is no one's buying the soundtrack to add to their collection because they think it's an exceptional soundtrack. No, but, but you know this movie, this movie is you know fairly easy to watch for free on youtube there's there's two copies well, yeah. both of them are ugly as hell um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, i'm not in I, you know i i i think i'm a little bit more warmer on it than you are emery but i'm not spending money or time trying to find a physical copy of this I, I don't want a physical copy of this i mean, I, I don't i don't want to i don't want to think about this movie anymore after we're done recording uh, you guys aren't ordering the uh, two-disc uh, special, special edition, edition 4K, uh, uh, 4K Blu-ray no. with audio commentary. I'll, from, I'll get uh, the, uh, the the four three formatted DVD. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I might order the one the, the edition with the little maquette of uh, uh, what's your name, Yashuko's death scene with two corpses <laughs> <All right. laughs> and Neil stepping over. I would get that because it's mm. funny. Just, that's what you need is who i think you you need this as a print i mean that's that's your next birthday that's what i'm getting you, I'm no, getting no, you a, don't, don't, a giant if, print of this right. scene if you buy me this i will burn it in your face <laughs> there's um i can't find any information on on the budget or on the box office oh, there's not yeah there's nothing i mean the, the movie is <laughs> is it's one of those movies. It's kind of like um, Operation uh, Tank Force, aka No Time to Die, uh, that we did like two, three years ago now. Um, mm. For April Fools, it's it's kind of like that movie. It's a movie that nobody cares to renew the copyright or, or protect. Uh, nobody cares about that movie. It, it, it will be, uh, for, you know, the only people who will remember this movie are guys like you and I, and even us. We're like, this is not mm. good at all it's not what i think of when i think of italian cinema like i, I think <laughs> benini and i think of like you know other stuff that you know and even italian comedy like benini was i mean he's done some mm. funny yeah, things a couple years ago that's, and that's a yeah it's not yeah but even like even comedies of that time like i watched the pig panther uh a couple i tried to watch it because it, 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 it <laughs> tried to yeah, I, I didn't like it. It's not but British comedy, like a little bit later, or European comedy, like uh, Monty Python started. But in comedy, uh, comedies don't age well because they're all of their time. Like comedies that used to make me laugh twenty years ago, today I'm like, uh, this is pretty bad. It's kind of really? like Ace, Ve Ace Venture is unwatchable. What? I do. I disagree with you on that. Are I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly on that. When's the I last time you watch it? I have like six months ago and I thought it was still absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I was I'm, trying to convince my wife to let us watch Ace Ventura 2 because I think that's even better. Oh, I'm a dumber, you know what? I'm Happy Gilmore, agree. Billy Madison. I could watch these and like even to go back farther. 
uh, Monty Python on the Holy Grail, 1975. I will pull that out and I will watch I that. I've seen that. Anything. I can't, but I uh, all I can see is that some of the early Jim Carrey stuff, like Ace Ventura, the first one. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, Isn't there stuff. a scene where he goes to a? I'm not gonna say it's, it, it, it's it's, but it's not as funny as I remember. He goes to a men's institute and starts talking backwards or something. Well, yeah, it's pretty. That's actually pretty funny. What else can we add to this movie? Uh, I'm like, we talk about the movie, the overlong. <laughs> we talked about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think less. there's 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 too many things going on with with Dr. Connery. If they had simplified him a little bit, because the plastic surgery thing at the beginning only comes up again at the end, and he uses the mm-hmm. hypnosis thing kind of throughout. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And then he's also then he's also an archer, and he's dressed in the. I think what's really weird is he's all stra- dressed in like Scottish attire, which I don't think is actually even correct. Like the way he's dressed, I don't think it's it's accurate to his clan or anything. I don't think his kilt and his colors mm-hmm. match. But anyway, that's the archery thing is just like bonkers. he's no Lazenby. He's no. He doesn't pull it off as well. I don't understand the. the you know look, what? It, it, but I understand both. the why. Like it, it makes sense later on that you know they had to do the archery because that's made sense for the, the to to advance the plot. I mean that's his magnetic weapon would have oh. rendered guns useless, and he had to use the archery. Mm-hmm. And then he gets all his archer buddies who are all dressed the same, and it's it. A little bit. There's forced. too many things going on. A little bit forced, sort of like when Q gives Bond his in, in actual James Bond movies. When Q gives Bond his gadgets, and it's like that's a very specific gadget, isn't it? And it just so happens that Bond is in a trap where he needs that. It's like that, but even we're, we're beaten over the head even more emphatically with it. It's like, oh, thank goodness he's a great archer because the guns don't work, <laughs> and that his team has a competition in the same region. Yeah. I, I, I want to share something for you to, that, that I need to share something, uh, multiple parts. Working, share screen. Uh, okay. Sharing is caring. That's the outfit that the villains are wearing at the end. They're wearing V outfits. For those who don't know, it's a TV series from the 80s about a group of aliens visiting Earth that oh are... Oh, my Lord. Well, hold yeah. on a second. You said they're used, They're wearing outfits from a show from the 80s. You stand corrected, good sir. The people in the show from the 80s are wearing, wearing oh. OK Connery suits. <laughs> oh, but, so- I mean, that, that's another thing. The costumes in OK Connery are really weird. Like, there, there's some stuff there that... You know the the archer outfit. Okay, it's it's it as is. The, the, it doesn't look like it's it's very culturally appropriate. That's another thing. You know, it's that's fine. Um, but like then like the guards in Munich have the, those. They look like yeah, exactly. You're showing the Michael Jackson. I was just gonna. That's say what he's other. wearing. He's wearing the uh, like <laughs> the, the thriller outfit of the thriller outfit with the alien outfit. It's just it's or, it's the worst thing ever. Pull up uh, Eddie Murphy's uh, <laughs> the, the, the leather suit that he wore for for Raw or whatever. Del- I forget what it was. Delirious. Yeah. Delirious yeah, or Raw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't One know which one. But yeah, red, the red outfit. Uh, yeah, there yeah. you go. I mean, it's it was ridiculous. I mean, what the f- what? So we we agree that okay, Connery, at least as far as its costume design goes, has echoed throughout the decades. Uh, 
<laughs> it's well i mean like stay puff marshmallow man for the for the for the for the girls outfits and you can say to an extent mm. sailor moon kind of went that direction too <laughs> i mean there's Good there's Lord. some influence i mean was it really that think, much I of an influence audio only because these <laughs> no it's it's it, it, it's an awful movie that is that that is you know which sean connery dying uh almost a year and a half ago his brother died mm. last may also yeah. uh th this movie's legacy it just it, it it's gonna be like in, in sort of a book on bond and it's gonna say yeah there was a spoof called the uh, okie connery and click on the url here to watch it if you uh, watch. <laughs> but yeah. thankfully thankfully neil connery <laughs> didn't do anything else after this he didn't do another major motion picture he didn't do anything yeah. um, i don't think he had aspiration of, of acting i think he just they offered him like some money and like free vacation and he took it he, he didn't have aspiration of oh i'm gonna be an act i don't think he yeah from what i read he was not very comfortable like it, you mentioned lazenby and it's a very lazenby-esque performance it's it's he's sort of the lead but at, He's sort of wooden and not very comfortable as an actor. Listen, I'm not the biggest Honor Majesty Secret Service fan, and I'm not going to hide away from it. I, I dislike the movie. I'm not a big fan of Honor Majesty Secret Service, but I would rather watch Honor Majesty Secret Service and Diamonds Are Forever and Die Another Day. And uh, well, that's a good one. Uh, a View to a Kill on repeat for a week <laughs> rather than watch okay connery for an entire one more time one, one more time like uh -huh. george lazenby i have a better appreciation for for the bad bond movies we can say die another day is a fabulous movie quantum of solace is amazing compared to whatever this was i mean there there's movies that have slow plot development or little plot development and this one has no plot development. It is it's it's a snail's pace. It's, there's nothing concrete. It doesn't feel like they're coming to any kind of resolution. Like you're supposed to have peaks and valleys in a plot, and this is kind of just like a like a bumpy car ride in a bad parking lot. Uh, Edgar, in Edgar, a bad what, parking lot. You need to like. I feel like uh, it's Emery and I are, are trashing this movie. And uh, but did you like it? Did you have a good time watching Oki Connery? How many sittings did you have to, to go through? To uh, I, 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 I took out the big guns. I got the projector and the speakers. Yeah, I saw your. Uh, you showed so I gave this uh, home. Uh, I, I I gave this the uh, home theater IMAX. <laughs> 4k uh two disc uh deluxe edition with uh, the audio commentary by myself and the, the uh, editor's cut which is editor's longer cut. oh yeah yeah yeah. i watched the four hour version of this i watched the snyder cut equivalents of, of this <laughs> That's so you're still crazy. watching it right now it's oh, playing right word. now on the wall uh, oh, my <laughs> it's been going on the whole week <laughs> i mean they could probably package this with casino royale 54 and because you know rail 67 uh, I don't, say I, I don't know who's the right for this but see, i mean remember that 67 and 54 because it was the same people holding the rights there was an edition of casino royale 67 that did include casino royale 54 mm. um i remember a buddy lent it to me that's how i i saw both of them at the same time and i 
I remember watching 54 more than, than the 67. And the, the 54 version is not a, a spoof per se, but if we compare this to other spoofs, hmm. other spoofs are really good. Even like Johnny English time. is better. Uh, uh, even of the, the time, time. I, I didn't finish uh, the Pink Panther, but it's a much better made movie, better acted. Better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hands down think the whole Pink Panther pretty, series. Technically funny, but uh, that's, you know, humor is of its time sometimes. Uh, but, oh, God, it was just painful. It was made, it, it, you know what? It, at times it looked like it was made cheaply, but at, at times they were like, oh, my God, they, 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 got, they built a set or they, they went mm, to a yeah, location. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't, the only set that I think they must have really absolutely built was the, the one at the end. Uh, in the in the mm. castle, it even, seems like the only one that it, I I feel like even the 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 first scene, it seems like they just took a, an Italian castle and rented it out for the week. Oh, probably, probably. And, and just shot on the set there because if they're not taking audio, and it doesn't seem like they did much lighting, um, like there's no <laughs> no real great lighting or there's no real great like there, there's nothing great about it. It just feels like they just said let's rent a castle. Let's maybe set up some lights, but we're not going to pull audio. You just, you know, just mumble through it. We're going to just well, fix they're, it all they're, the way. They're, you know, just mumble through it. Get, get, get it. It's done. a mumblecore movie. Get it Jesus, done. I mean, fast like, and cheap. Fast and cheap. It's like we rented this castle. We're going to do all these scenes here. We're going to do this scene in this, you know, random auditorium. Um, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel like they were really making but that Emory, much Emory, of an effort. Tell us what you really think. It's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. It's garbage. As well, now I've, I've made I've made better student films than this stuff. Like, and oh, I made cool, bad boy. student films too. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm not showing uh, my my students films. Uh, they they've been uh, lost to time. I think. <laughs> I I don't have copies of the get out of either, jail but... free card. I I got them somewhere, but I don't have a mini DV DV uh, camcorder to 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 transfer them so uh, yeah i think i'm i'm in your boat too as a timmy was all on high eight tapes so i don't have any digital copies of of that and even if i did they were all on imac which was a format back then that was incompatible with anything else so i thought you said imax i was like wow that's impressive for a student (laughs) film (laughs) no our school was particularly bad like i i was um, i had a girlfriend at the time who uh, had a friend who was doing a uh, the cinema course in cgep at um jean brebeuf college so the mm-hmm, private mm-hmm. college. So they were telling me they had budgets. Like the school would give them money to make their movies. And I'm like, they lent <laughs> us the camera. What's and that was it. That was it. I'm okay with that. I, I, I didn't need the budget, but yeah, that's different. School. No, but they you just like, need your imagination. Just, but, they, it's yep. because they were able to make beautiful productions because when we, you know, we did a production and we were a three person team. So we had different roles when they made a production they were 15 people with a budget with actors who weren't part of the crew. So I was like, oh, wow, that's luxury. This is amazing. Luxury, I'm every- sitting there in the auditorium. Like, wow, what the hell is this? That's, the, that's a joke with, with student films is that, yeah, the actor and the writer and the, the editor are all in the movie and they're not good actors and it's miserable i know I, I, exactly i've acted you... in in my my films and i'm uh, i'm usually the the person I, I i try to cut the most um i'll show you one of those days i'll i'll, I'll, I'll uh, dust uh, my stuff and i'll show it to you 
personally. Not that's not going anywhere on YouTube. But back to uh, <laughs> the best movie we've all seen, uh, the one that you know. Uh, Actually, Emery Emery t- told me that he's getting the, the poster tattooed on his chest, just to oh, be, yeah. to, to approve some of the details. But yeah, that's a, and I th- I th- I think I think Edgar's got uh, Connery's face on his uh, butt cheek too. Uh, I'm getting cheeks. Uh, huh? Two butt cheeks. Both. Butt- it's uh, his face is like across <laughs> the two butt cheeks. <laughs> uh, I'm getting the logo of the movie uh, on my shoulder, so uh, we're all getting uh, some ink uh, of this movie. Obviously, I'm joking, but uh, is there anything we appreciated, like truly appreciated? I can think of. I mentioned some of the things, but what I'm, I'm wondering what you guys. Uh, uh, if, is there something you say you, you could sort of extract from this movie and say that's actually quite good? Is there something? Let's Edgar. let's not make Emery work a little bit here because Emery's taken the biggest dump I've ever uh, the biggest <laughs> oral dump I've ever heard on a movie. So what what is it? let's 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 work uh, let's brainstorm this. Poor poor Emery. Neil Connery is is crying in his tomb right now because of you. Well, I mean, there was no gadgets, so you know there were tons positive, of gadgets. Positive, positive. Well, let me get rid of all of the things that weren't there. There's no cool car. They're in Italy. There's no cool car. Like, come on. So it, positive. Yeah, but they didn't have Jean Rebeuf's budget. So uh, <laughs> and, they, and I'm sure Ferrari wasn't just out there lending them cars. So um, no, not no, for positives. Po- positives. Um, the actual plot isn't super bad i mean like i like i was saying before if it had been a 45 minute thing and we're talking about just the actual plot elements mm-hmm. of i'm gonna build this super magnet and you know whatever take over the world that actually kind of tracks as as a spy movie like it's not right. a, it could it could work um the other a few cool things that I found that, that actually did work that were kind of clever was the buying of the statue at the beginning of the movie. He buys, he's, he's, he's bidding on this statue and he's mm. bidding everyone because he absolutely wants the statue. And he uses, he makes that statue with the sole purpose of having the knife shoot out of it so then he can kill <laughs> his boss. Amazing. Cause you didn't see that coming. Like he just, but he buys a statue at the beginning, which was like, oh, he's just, he's just rich, but he actually uses it later. That was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is a recurring theme in the film, by the way. Few characters have uh, knives that uh, can be used as projectiles. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's, there's, there's a few of those little it's, things. That, that it's come like back that girl who's on all fours multiple times for whatever reason, <laughs> or at that time in No Time to Die where Bond gets knocked out and like doesn't get his hearing back, or that thing in the new Batman where he's also knocked unconscious multiple times. It, it diminishing returns you know the first time the the the, the gun is cool the, not the gun the knife is cool the second time like oh you're doing this again eh. <laughs> the, the fight scenes were good i, I have the, to admit that the, the, the fight scenes were good I, I, that's neil connery is except for they flipped around and turned around a little bit too much like there was too much like flippy flip like yeah, you know, well. i can say but the fight scenes were well coordinated. They, they they did the editing style was really choppy, which I like when you're mm. when you're doing a bad stunt coordination or if you're doing a stunt coordination where you don't have a really good stunt team for the fight scenes. If you're doing the editing really choppy, it kind of looks better because it's going fast and you kind of you know you, you kind right. of don't have it, these long cuts or you're it not. Fights the flaws. 
it hides the flaws but i mean like you see it in some there's a couple of bond movies from that era too where you you see some fight scenes where they've just you can tell where they sped up the tape or when they yeah. sped up the film to to kind of make it work this is just like let's just cut it let's just cut it it'll be easier it'll be faster and it it works better because it, it gets i mean it's a grittier style that we see with like born movies and 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 stuff later on so I finally kind of find that that works in that aspect. Like the, the fight scenes were good. And he's, I mean, Connery is a good fighter. I mean, he's probably gotten to a lot of bar brawls in his time. It mm. actually worked. How about you, Edgar? What did you like uh, from this, this movie? <laughs> What are your favorite moments? Tell us <laughs> all about your love for Neil Connery and his feature debut. Well, I, I mean, I could moon you guys to the to the Zoom uh, camera to show you my tattoos, but that would seem a little bit inappropriate and a bit gauche on my behalf. I liked uh, the Jesus references, uh, like when the uh, minions are getting archered at the end. They all, again, it's they sort of do like a cross sign and they fall down uh, to their deaths. Uh, that was pretty cool. I thought that was very nice of them. Um, you know, I'll go back to one of the earlier things uh, you mentioned, Matt, in this episode. You you alluded sort of the filmmaking style and the tone of the movie to some other uh, Italian, you know, mid to very low budget movies that were made. Um, and having seen, obviously, you've, you've seen some of them because you brought up the point. I've seen a number of them, too, maybe more Westerns and less so spy films, but sort of did bring me back to that style uh, because I had seen, I have seen some of those where, you know, they're made fast and, and usually cheap. Although like we've been saying, this movie looks like it had a bit of a budget, uh, but they're certainly made fast. They're not necessarily made super professionally. You know, they didn't have the equipment to record the dialogue on set. So it's all dubbed later. So I guess, even though the movie's not very good, you know, I guess because I had experience with the film, I didn't mind it so much because of, oh, I, you know, I've seen this style of movies a number of times and yeah, they were Italian movies where everyone is overdubbed and they're all from the sixties and, and even into the seventies. So there was, I guess, a familiarity Uh, there, so I guess I guess my takeaway would be the style is very reminiscent of of many other cheap spaghetti westerns and cheap spy films that may really wanted to uh, take advantage of a trend what was popular at the time. And there you have it. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I think thing about uh, Operation Kid Brother. I was thinking of. I was trying to think of a modern comparison of somebody. And the only thing I have in mind is that, you know, I don't remember which one, but there's a Fast and Furious movie that they did and they finished when the brother of the actor, uh, Paul Walker, his brother finished a movie yeah. and they CGI'd his face. It would be like, uh, like, let's say Paul Walker never died. It would be like uh, the brother of Paul Walker did... Uh, Mr. Furious, Mr. Fast and Furious, and it's a spoof, bad spoof of the Fast and Furious movie, and it's it's Agent Steve Walker, and he's... Accelerating crazily, that's what it's called. Accelerating yeah. crazily, yeah. <laughs> But it would be the equivalent of doing something like that, taking the brother of an actor who's a non-actor and say, well, you look just like him enough for us to get away with doing... But I'm a plumber! Yes, <laughs> like he was a, a, a plasterer. I mean, yeah, 
Like he, just like a, a manual worker. I, I like I said, I, I I'm sure like he had a good time, put the money in his bank account. I hope he banged a bunch of of ladies just because he looked like his brother. Good for mm. him. That's all. I'm pretty say. sure he was already doing that anyway in Scotland. Like I mean, yeah, now probably in, in Italy. I mean, I'm it's, it's... I'm Sean's little brother, but uh, I'm bigger in the other ways. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ooh. I'm it's sorry. almost as good as the dialogue in the movie. Yeah, I know, but not as good as the scene where Yoshoko uh, gets uh, gets killed no. and Neil Connery no. steps on top of her body, walks almost walks nonchalantly. Yeah, the, the, not a care in the world. <laughs> and this is actually like I was talking to uh, to Edgar about this because this isn't actually the only time where we see Bernard Lee and and uh, what was Maxwell appear together in a. Uh, a spy spoof they do it again in 1975's Bon Baiser de Hong Kong which is a partly Shaw Brothers movie Um, are you telling us what we're doing next year I'm I'm (laughs) suggesting that next year we have a look at this one because it's a it's a parody and it's a parody and a spin-off according to the Wikipedia page because Bernard Lee and Lois Maxwell both make appearances as M and Moneypenny (laughs) and refer to Bond's death without naming themselves or naming James Bond specifically. And going back to that, like, just a little side note, this is, this is going to be for another time, but the, at the end of, of uh, OK Connery, um, uh, Bernard Lee's character says to, to Neil Connery, says, oh, you should come back just like your brother. So they're making reference to his brother being James Bond, but also being Sean Connery. Like it's it's kind of like a weird <laughs> reference. Like you should do this just like your brother does, or you you could be just like your brother. Okay, but in this scenario, if your name is Neil Connery, your brother's name is Sean Connery, and he's an actor. He's not actually James Bond. Like I don't do the Italians not it's, know this. It's further confirmation of the uh, codename theory. Sean Connery is playing James oh, Bond. Oh, God. Edgar, don't, don't, don't. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not I don't have the I didn't patience. make the movie. I'm I not, don't have the basis for the codename. I'm code not doing Bob uh, Bob the Hong Kong. It's a French movie. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm just <laughs> looking at it. I'm like, no, nope, no. Nope, the first nope, reason nope. that came out of your mouth is it's a French movie. I'm like, wow. No, okay, but it's, so. it's, it's uh, Les Charlots. <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 it's looks like really bad. Matt, we just watched OK Connery. Yeah, and that's we're the thing. doing a review uh, of it. And now you don't want to do a French movie? That I don't want filmed... to do a French comedy from the 70s. A French a French karate movie, a French kung not, fu movie. It, it's, uh, it's not a kung fu movie. It ticks all the boxes, man. It was, it was not, filmed at Shaw Brothers Studios well, in, in Hong oh, Kong. Okay. I, I very much doubt that there's no kung fu in it. There has to be a little Just bit of kung look fu. Look at the poster and you'll say, <laughs> yeah, oh, you'll, no, you, you'll understand. Post. Like, Les Charlots, I don't know. It, it, it looks like a, a comedy troupe from the 70s that he pushed into a movie and it just. Uh, it's a parody of spy movies and of so uh, Kung you Fu can movies. find us on Facebook. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, but wait, are we are we already done with this movie? Like, did I, you I, get, I, no one I, else I, has anything else to say. <laughs> it's 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 we're more than an hour. It's more than enough. I'm pretty sure, like a lot of our listeners, I've already stopped listening to this episode. <laughs> We went I'm, all I'm over assuming. the place, yeah, as usual for our April Fool's episode, more than usual. 
But I mean, I think we were more on point and on subject. Oh yeah, well, that's why Bombay said the Hong Kong so? next year think will so? be <laughs> Jean Brebeuf. Yeah. I didn't go to Jean Brebeuf. I'm just saying other people. Yeah, but we know that they have a budget for for listeners. Yes, yes. The Champlain College. At, at least they, they did so um, 20 years ago. Well, if I'm anything, sure we can know. release we can release two episodes. We can release our OK Connor review, and we can release our uh, Ace Ventura review. So we got two episodes <laughs> out of it. <laughs> oh God! So if only uh, there was a Bond link in Ace Ventura. If I can find it, I will. Yeah, there's a Mission Impossible <laughs> joke. So yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Oh, look! I just got a text on my watch. It's from M White. It says. Uh, Do you have people everywhere? Sorry, <clears throat> I got I got something in my throat. Um, so, do we have people everywhere? Who wants to take that one? Last I checked, we have people everywhere. Pretty, I'm pretty confident. I've been making the rounds of our social media, and what my conclusion uh, is as follows, and it's in several points. I it came it's come to my attention that there is a website. Uh, www.thejamesbondcomplex.com. I also fell upon a Twitter account at the Bond Complex. I noticed uh, a Facebook page, the James Bond Complex. Um, my phone buzzed earlier, and it it was because we had received a DM on an on an Instagram account. So we are there as well at the James Bond Complex. And when I googled the name of the show to know well, where can I actually listen to myself. Uh, I was pointed to uh, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and uh, clearly the best of the best uh, Apple Podcasts, where yeah. listeners Ooh, can cool. review, uh, they can review, they can subscribe, and leave us a five star, so, as golden as Yushiko's uh, kimono right there, uh, <laughs> golden gun review, golden kimono review, let's say, put it that way. Um And uh, well, Emery, you, you're you're also individually. I mean, you're your own person. Uh, it's not like we we we're not yeah. the one person. We're three individual people. You have your own personality online. You you're your own person. What 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 if if I cared <laughs> if I gave a shit to follow you? What what would I do? <laughs> if you want to see uh, random posts of food every once in a while, right now that's pretty much all that I ever post to uh, Instagram the last couple of, uh, of weeks. But I'm at double uh, seven underscore intrepid on both Instagram. And if you want to see zero tweets from me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well. But mostly what I do on Twitter is I either comment to things that Edgar's tweeted or I, I retweet things that I've seen. Uh, I don't really tweet much. But if you want to see some interesting content, Instagram is the place to be. And if I could just take a moment of everyone's time um, seeing as today is April 1st or the today when you hear this it's going to be April 1st tomorrow is April 2nd that is Autism Awareness Day um, you heard the episode last week with uh, Dylan and uh, Burb James Burb and Chris from British Bond Addicts we're talking about you know the whole issues of awareness with with autism I just want to remind everyone tomorrow is the day that you post your pictures of you wearing blue And you use the hashtag bond in blue and the hashtag autism awareness. Absolutely. It's, it's a fairly thank important uh, day. And thank you for that reminder, Emery. So in 24 hours from now, uh, a day where blue actually means uh, positivity. Don't Absolutely. be blue, but in a good way. Absolutely. So laugh today, wear your blues tomorrow, but in a good way. 
And just a reminder as well, uh, SIS Training Gear has uh, offered up the the uh, promo code of uh, Blue Twenty Two for their checkout if mm. you want to get yourself a little something extra in blue from their website. Absolutely. Uh, I guess on a final note, uh, Neil Connery will not return. But no. James Bond will return, and just like James does, so too will this podcast, The James Bond Complex. And on that note, merci tellement beaucoup, beaucoup, beaucoup. Et uh, sur ce, à la prochaine. Grazie. Grazie mille. Hasta luego. Ach, um, uh, that's Klingon. <laughs> it's in a way. I'm doing, I'm doing Klingon now. Goodbye. Au revoir. Hasta Bye, la everyone. Proxima. Ciao, belli. I'm in competition with Edgar now. I have to learn goodbye in multiple fictional language. No one knows the Korean. Uh, Jason's not here. I don't know. Daum jue bogat samnida. Gamsa hamnida. Daum jue bogat samnida. All right. Okay. I got to learn languages. <laughs>